Welcome back to another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. I am Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And we are moving right along here on Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. We are on to Chapter 6, Jessica. Talons and Tea Leaves. Would you say it was a monster of a chapter? It was a lot. <laughs> Last time I made the joke that the chapter we read was like 67 pages. This one felt longer. Yes. Do we? Did you count them up? You know how long it officially was. I think it was twenty something. I, I just I, I didn't I didn't do the math. I just know I walked in the door this morning and you said I read the chapter. It's really long. Mm-hmm. It really was. I don't know what else what else to say about it. It wasn't without entertainment though. No. It had a lot of things going on. Some of, some of the things, I guess, progress the story a little bit. Some of the things just seem like they kind of introduce some new characters and some new concepts to the story. But it was it was not without entertainment. No, like you said, there was a lot of new things that we were probably laying the, laying the groundwork for other stuff. Uh, so let's recap Chapter 5 before we go on to Chapter 6. Chapter 5, the Dementors are staking out Hogwarts. Hoping Sirius Black shows up. Uh, Harry passed out from his interaction with the Dementors on the train. We met the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher, Professor Lupin, on the train. And he even had a little interaction with one of the Dementors. Yeah, he seems to actually, everybody seems to think he knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Might actually have a good one this year. Like I said, where he's already more confident, competent than <laughs> the ones we've had the past two years. A Hagrid, big change in his life. He's the new Care of Magical Creatures teacher yes. at Hogwarts. This is, and he's very proud of it. This is a big moment in his life. And Hermione is taking all the classes that have ever been created in the curriculum. <laughs> yep. Not sure how she's going to do that one. I'm but not sure either. We'll and, see. And there was a couple hints dropped about that in this chapter that they didn't really expand on. Mm -hmm. So I might be asking you some questions about that. I might not be able to answer those. Okay. Uh, so you want to take the lead on chapter six? Yes. Kind of so, walk us through it? Like we've already kind of mentioned, today is the first day of class. Where, like I said, we got to Hogwarts and now we have to start classes. Uh, so then we wake up, we go to breakfast and Malfoy's there, mm -hmm. him and his crew making fun of Harry for passing out on the train. And I really want to bring attention to this again. Harry and the crew, Harry and Hermione and Ron sit down and Fred and George are there. And they immediately try and make Harry feel better. I wrote that down too. That's exactly what I said. Fred and George make Harry feel better. Which we get, we've said it before, but we, we sometimes we put these two, the twins off as the goofballs and just the comic relief. But they're just, they're so genuinely loving and I just have a, a genuine sweetness, um, you know, underneath the, the goofy facade. Yeah, they, it's like, they really are like the caring big brother. They're taking care of, you know, Harry, like he's one of their brothers, and Ron. And and everybody just kind of get, they get written off as goofballs. Mm -hmm. And everybody kind of forgets or misses that they act very adult sometimes. I, it's. I think it's really charming in the way that they are. They're written. Mm -hmm. You know the. I think. J.K. Rowling kind of goes out of her way, to 
but but she does it in in she goes out of her way to do it but not in an obvious way if that makes sense yeah and i think it maybe gets left out in the movies mm-hmm. a little bit maybe that's where it's missed mm-hmm. we just you see have this, like the pranksters this picture a real life picture of them mm-hmm. and this quality seems to be left out mm-hmm. i thought it was, it was really neat because they really put harry at ease about the the teasing from from malfoy and they they tell a story about how malfoy was he was the real scared one. He's when the Dementors came around. He ducked into their uh, cubby or whatever, yeah, <laughs> the their, compartment their or compartment. whatever it was, and he almost wet himself. It was just really, uh, it was really neat to see them, the twins, pick up on the fact that somebody who is basically their family, Harry's basically family at this point, was upset and did everything they could to to put him at ease. So after breakfast, they go to their first class, which is... Um... This is the one I can never say right. Oh. Hold on. Uh, give me some some think music here. Divination? Divination. I can never say it. Yeah, they go there. I don't there. know if I'm saying it right. I'm just trying to do it phonetically. <laughs> Works for me. So they have quite a well. They leave breakfast early because apparently it's really far away, and so we How get. How big is this castle? It it's a castle. Castles are big. It doesn't look that big. It's a big castle. I mean, we've done a puzzle of the castle. It doesn't look that big. You're only seeing one side of it. Okay, they're talking about it's going to take us like ten minutes to walk over forever there. Forever to get yeah, there. Yeah, but I think it takes them longer than that. You see. Yeah, so they're heading to divination, and really are. Kind of, because they haven't. They said they haven't even been to that. They said it's like the North Tower. They North haven't Tower. even been. Never been. There. I figured they had been pretty much everywhere in two years. Oh, they were kind of busy, including all the places that they've snuck <laughs> off to and had places they weren't supposed to go right. to. They've probably been in more places than most of the kids there have. Probably. They've even been in the Chamber of Secrets. Exactly. So. Well, Harry. There you go. But yeah, we explored a lot of hidden areas in mm-hmm. Hogwarts already. We're only on the third book. So they kind of get... They get help. Yeah, they do get some help. <laughs> <laughs> some odd, odd help. Uh, they were, uh, Harry was kind of mentioning that he he's still enthralled by the fact that the paintings have, you know, animals and people that just kind of show up, and then they'll show up in another painting. And I think the other kids, and especially the professors, are kind of like over it yeah, like this point it's normal but harry is just he still thinks this is so neat because he grew up you know probably seeing i i doubt the dursleys ever took him to an art museum or anything like that but he grew up seeing paintings and books that didn't move and didn't <laughs> interact with you well and they're like it's almost like they are alive because they have a whole personality mm-hmm. and they go visit each other. You can, yeah, you can talk to go them. Go on field trips to other people's paintings. It's not like a like a hologram recording or something like equivalent like we have. It's it's like talking to a real person. But we get a crazy person. Sometimes. We get like a bumbling. Uh, we get the appearance of a bumbling knight. Yes. And I forget. I didn't write his little the, fat pony. Write down what his his name was, but the pony's grazing, and then this knight shows up, and he had obviously he's got. Uh, grass stains all over his armor, which I don't even know how you get grass stains on armor. I don't know. I read that part too, and it said 
that because he grasped Danes on his armor, he clearly had just fallen off the pony. And I was clearly. like, well, okay, I guess clearly, clearly, but it could have been other things. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so he's this guy who immediately wants to like attack them and calls them scoundrels. And you scoundrel, you smited me by <laughs> with your laughter. And then like three seconds I later, I must bring great honor back to my clan. Here he's just raised over all this. He's like, hey, bud, do you know where the North Tower is? You yeah. think you can help us out? And then it's been their best friends. Well, they did kind of show a little bit of, uh, they, they showed a little bit of care to him when they, they said, like, are you okay? You know, he's probably, this bumbling knight is probably used to the kids making fun of him. You know, the kids that have encountered him over the years. Um. Ron does give a little bit of a snarky comment at the very end, but he, I don't think he does it to the knight's face. Yeah, I think the knight's gone. So I think that that makes the knight a little bit more uh, willing to help them. We, a quest! A quest! Here we go! <laughs> we must go! And so the knight kind of jumps from painting to painting, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of, And they're kind of following him, you know, like the little rabbit around the greyhound track. <laughs> To, to the north north tower. Yep. So he gets them there. They have to climb another like ladder to get up into this like attic area. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to ask you about that because the the room that they go to is just like a big empty room with and there's a bunch of kids there already. Mm-hmm. And it's, all, all it's their, like the hallway outside of the room. Okay. And all they see is like a like an attic like trap door like one of those little like attics that you you know pull the little string down and, and the ladder comes out yeah. or the steps come down and unfold and it it has the the name of the professor on there um, i don't know if i'm saying that. professor trelawney 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 it's the way i've always said it trelawney yeah. or trelawney 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 okay again i'm trying just trying to spell it out phonetically yeah and sometimes I'm in, trying to remember the, from the movies. Sometimes in the wizarding world, that doesn't always work. No. Very well. So yeah, there's a little placard, little mm -hmm. sign by the trapdoor that says that they're in the right place. Just the the first of many odd things we're about to. <sighs> there's always odd things. It's Hogwarts. Encounter, but like a a, a little rickety ladder comes down. <laughs> right at Harry's feet, he gets to be the first of one. Of course. And they climb up, and they're in this like. Because it's like a tea shop attic, so it's a bunch of chairs of course. I mean, and everybody cushions can, on the floor. Everybody can picture that yeah. tea shop attic. Tea shop attic, <laughs> attic, <laughs> attic. Um, I have to ask you, what is a poof chair? P o u f. Uh, yeah, I they was said that like a um, like a beanbag chair. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, that can't be it though. <laughs> I think they said there was like Adirondack chairs, like those like ones that uh, you have like on the, your back porch. Back porch. Uh, but then they said there was poof chairs, and they said a lot of them were in the like, poof well, chairs. I've seen like cushions on the floor, big cushions, not necessarily a beanbag chair, but like cushions that you sit on on the floor. A wizarding beanbag chair. Yes. If you will. Exactly. Uh, I'm looking up poof chairs right now. Because oh, our the... intern's not. Oh, in it today. looks like an ottoman. Like a, um, it it looks like a, yeah. This is what I was picturing around 
it's like thing that it, you sit on. Yeah, it looks like a beanbag chair, but more firm. Yeah, more, you know, yeah. something that Holds you would shape. You more don't really like, sink into it. Yeah, put your feet on, kind of. Yeah. But it's not like an ottoman that it looks like they would have a lid on it. I mean, I guess it could. like ours. Yeah. yeah, we've got a different type. That's. Okay, so I decided to ask you that. So we meet Professor Trelawney. Trelawney and, and she's like, you know, introducing him to the class. This is what we're going to start with. This is what we're going to do next. And this is how it's going to be. But she's dropping all these little weird predictions mm-hmm. in as she's explaining what they're doing in class. And she just will, her, somebody will catch her eye and she'll... Give like, them a little prediction. Jessica, uh, we're going to be learning a lot this week. And by the way, next Tuesday, when you trip and fall on the <laughs> driveway, um, it's not going to be too bad, but you will want to put some uh, triple antibiotic ointment on that. <laughs> and you're like, what is going on? What? what? <laughs> by the way, I hope I don't trip and fall on the sidewalk next Wouldn't that be Tuesday crazy? because I'm leaving for New York on Tuesday. By the way, can I'd I have a little really uh, sip of your water there? I'm yeah. a, little, a little parched here. I just woke up from a nap. My Cardinal's water. <sighs> That's good stuff. Uh, the <laughs> the feel that I get from Trelawney very quickly, the, the room gets very like, relax, bro. <laughs> Real quickly. Yeah, it's like, hip- Trust your inner eye, man. It's too hot. <laughs> it smells fruity and mm-hmm. incensey. Mm-hmm. And yeah, remember we had your mom dress up as Trelawney I do. one year. I do. She made a great Trelawney. I do because she she looks a lot like the the actress that plays Trelawney in mm-hmm. uh, in the movies. Oh, God, I'm trying to uh, trying to remember her name. Uh, Emma. Thompson? It might be. I think it might be Emma Thompson. Emma actress. Watson? That was Hermione. No, Emma Watson is definitely Hermione, but I think Emma Thompson is uh, Trelawney. We'll have an intern look it up, though. Yeah, they're off today. It's holiday weekend. Oh, okay. That's Sorry, my here. bad. We're on our own. My bad. So divination is is basically just fortune telling, right? Yeah. So we're reading tea leaves. We're looking in crystal balls. Mm-hmm. We're reading your palms. Well, we're not looking in crystal balls yet. That's, not yet. Uh, not yet. No. That's like I mean, that's what we're doing in class. That's eventually. like second semester after Trelawney's gonna have the flu. <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody's gonna have the everybody. Flu. There's gonna be a bout of the flu. Bout of the uh, flu. And and she said that she said well, well that'll be in like uh, the the second term, but it's you know we're gonna miss some classes because the flu is gonna go around, guys. We all know that. We all know that. I mean that's what happens at schools. That's what the tea leaves said. So it's it's fortune telling, which is kind of kind of interesting but also seems like it could kind of be I don't know when you think of fortune teller tell when you think of fortune tellers in general you think of uh, people trying to kind of get over on you yeah you know you think right you know carnivals and then you know you know sides of strip malls and stuff like that well and she says right away most of you don't have the site you won't be able to do any of this stuff most of you don't even have the site man it's just something you have or you don't have the books reading the books not going to help you hermione doesn't like that no no (laughs) the boys immediately pointed out they're like (laughs) yeah it's not all about books (laughs) bookworm so uh, Professor yeah. Trelawney's telling Neville about his grandmother. <laughs> Neville gets a lot of attention. Uh, and she's, oh, uh, and when when you go and get your cup, 
you're gonna break it. So uh, when you get a second cup, grab the blue one. Because Why didn't he, she just tell her to get the tell him to get the blue one for the first time? She, I think she's flexing a little bit. Yeah, I know, but she could be like, can you just stick with the blue cup? Yeah, she's she's flexing a little bit. She just wants people to know that she's uh, she's got some skills here. You know, we, we talked about that uh, the there's gonna be a bout of the flu next semester. So you know, a lot of these things are are kind of off putting for the kids because some of them are already coming true like the cup thing yeah so it's um it, it's it's interesting but we also find out that divination is is kind of an inexact magic yeah. it's it's, it's we find out from uh, McGonagall later that work. it's yeah it's it's a lot of you know it can be right but it can also it's also a lot of you know hypotheses and and, and guesswork and those are not always I mean just like any magic magic doesn't always work it doesn't always do what you want it to do you know in in these books and in this in the wizarding world so uh, it would make sense that the same thing would be true for divination a lot of stories talk about prophecies and getting interpreted wrong mm -hmm. and or changing the future to fit the prophecy because you you already know oh this is what's supposed to happen so you kind of work towards that goal mm -hmm. and so the people who know the prophecy make it happen essentially or you know would Neville have broken the cup if he wasn't nervous about breaking a cup because he she, she said put it the thought in his head yeah and yeah. so now he's like oh don't break the cup it's like you're gonna be cup. nervous about walking down that driveway next Tuesday I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna fall. Yeah, like, I'm not even gonna walk on the drive. I'm gonna park on the street. I'm gonna park in the street and what cut through the grass where those big holes are, and I could just fall in the hole. And then you'll land on the drive. Oh man! <laughs> Telling you, it's gonna. I'm. I'm sorry. It's just what I saw. Me breaking my Wonder Woman bowl the other day. Mm. I knew I was gonna break it. One of these days, I was gonna drop it and break it because it was a glass bowl. You just didn't know when. Didn't know when. So we do a little, uh, little first day tea leaves lesson, right? Yeah. Yeah. And how, how does that work? Everybody drinks the scalding hot tea. tea and yes. then You got the little, like, crusties at the bottom of the tea? I don't really understand. I don't drink tea. So this is a little confusing yeah. to me. Plus, I guess it has to be different. It's not like our American mm -hmm. tea bag leaf, you know, because we don't have leaves. It's mm -hmm. just a little tea bag. There's nothing really in the cup. Sometimes there's a little, yeah, a little gritty stuff little at residue. the bottom. But I guess this is, like, more fresh press tea, actual leaves. The best part of waking up. No, that's coffee. Oh. It's coffee. It is in these hills that Juan Valdez and his trusty goat gather coffee beans every that's morning. still coffee. Oh. We're talking about tea. Okay. I don't know any tea brands. I don't. Nest tea? Nest tea. Brisk? Lipton? Yeah, Lipton Brisk. Yeah. Iced tea? I don't know. I don't little, drink tea. Well, Ar Arnold Palmer action? Anyways. Uh, half was... iced tea, half lemonade? <laughs> I was trying to figure this out while I was reading it because I thought, oh, you just drink the tea and then there's the stuff at the bottom. And she's like, but then you swirl it and like dump it out. Uh -huh. If you dump it out, what is left in the cup? I don't understand. I'm, I'm kind of okay, so I'm what I was kind of envisioning is, you know, like when you when you drink a cup of something, there's like that little tiny bit kind of right in the middle of the cup, a little tiny bit of liquid kind of yeah. left in the middle of the cup, maybe like a drop or two. And there's a little bit of the tea leaf residue. And I think that kind of when you mix that last little bit together and dump it over, whatever comes out between the little tiny bit of water and the little tiny bit of tea leaves forms some kind of picture. No, it's still in the cup. They're looking at the cup. Maybe it was a clear cup. I don't know. 
because that's part of, I thought, oh, well, now they're jumping out and they're going to look at it on the saucer. But no, they look at it in the cup. So I don't know how they dump it out and then look at it. I don't know. I don't Jess. know either. Confused. Maybe they dump to get the little extra water out. There's a little bit of the tea leaf residue in when they tip it back over. Yeah. And it makes a picture and then they have to go to like the textbook to see what this means. <laughs> that I thought was kind of cool that they could just like flip through the textbook mm -hmm. and find, oh, well, if it's uh, a hat, it means this. Mm -hmm. It means you better wear a hat. Yeah. And you get sunburned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Ron's was like horrible. He was going to have pain and suffering, but he was going to be happy about it. <laughs> and I was that... You know, it was, that was like a memorable line I remembered from reading it before. Like you're going to have pain and suffering and also sunny days? <laughs> but you're going to be happy about it. Mm -hmm. um, then he tries, Ron tries, tries to read Harry's. And he, he's seen all kinds of things. We had the bowler hat. Mm -hmm. We had, what else was in there? Mm -hmm. What was the first thing? I don't remember. I don't remember. There's something, and then he found another thing, and then he found another thing, and then it oh, was some kind of animal. Oh, yeah. That got Trani's attention. So she comes over and takes the cup away, and she's turning it. I guess there has to be that little bit left, and if you turn it, it changes mm -hmm. shape or something. I don't know. But she eventually, she sees bad things. Very bad. Oh, it's bad. Let's also not forget the fact that Trelawney can't, is legally blind. <laughs> he has the giant glasses. Yeah, and she definitely would not be allowed to drive. No. No, she'd be Ubering everywhere. Yeah. Well, she doesn't leave the tower. She said that at the beginning. Yeah, it messes up her her her, uh, her inner right. eye, man. It clouds everything. It clouds her vision, man. She needs to stay keep everything clear. Um, yeah, so she she eventually settles on a giant black dog. The Grim. The Grim. The Grim is coming, oh, and no! the Grim means death. Everybody out. Class must end hastily. Well, she did in her rando prediction say that someone would be leaving us forever mm -hmm. before the end of the year. Like they're transferring to uh, Evil Morning or whatever. <laughs> they're going somewhere else, apparently. They redistricted the Hogwarts lines and now they're they got to go to a different <laughs> school. A different school. We're redistricting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's it. We're just, okay, well, I'm just, I'm, I can't do it anymore. Class dismissed. Everybody's like, like what? How long were they in that class? They didn't feel like they were in there for very long. No. 10, 15 no. minutes? Yeah, sounds minutes? about right. They, yeah. they definitely said they got out early because they, even with the extra time, they made it to their next class just barely on time. Yeah, because it's so far away. Mm -hmm. I don't know how this is going to work for the rest of the year. I don't know either. Some teleportation spells or something <laughs> like that. Nope, can't do that till we're older. Um, so the next class was Transfiguration. Professor McGonagall, my favorite class. And she she transforms into a cat right there in front of them. And she gets, like, no reaction. Yeah, and they, she's like, they no what sell it. is going on? And they said that, well, just... We're a little on edge <laughs> because uh, Trelawney said that Harry was going to uh, die. She's like, say no more. Who's <laughs> dying this year? <laughs> Well, Harry, uh -huh. Mr. Potter, you look fine to me. And do your homework tonight. Yeah, that's if you do die, then you have an excuse for not turning in your homework. However, be it known that every year Trelawney has said that one of our students is going to die, and it has and not happened yet. Have, which so, is a pretty good record. 
seems like. You yeah. Know? I don't know how long she's been working there. Yeah. I guess they can figure it out. That's been 12 years. McGonagall puts, uh, puts the kids a little bit at ease, though. You know, and I don't yes. know if she's... I don't know if she's doing that because she really thinks Trelawney is kind of a kook. Yeah, she or really she's... kind of struggles not to say something bad about yeah. Trelawney. Like, or she if she... keeps stopping herself. You know, McGonagall's very aware of... Every... She's, you know, probably the second most aware of everything that's going on in that school after Dumbledore. Maybe she also kind of senses that some. Something. I mean, because something bad comes every year that Harry's there. Yeah, <laughs> the literal so reincarnated Dark Lord comes back every two year. Two for two. So it, uh, you know, maybe she's just kind of trying to help out her Gryffindor fellow Gryffindor a little bit. But she she does a really good job of kind of taking their mind off of that. But I think she too is she's very like she's a lot like Hermione she's very analytical and show me the facts show me the proof let me read about it let me um which some I forgot to mention Hermione talks back to the teacher to Trelawney a couple mm -hmm. of times in class which just blows the boys minds mm -hmm. because she doesn't talk back to teachers mm -hmm. but she's just kind of over it done with it and I feel like McGonagall's kind of the same way she's like you can't prove this to me there's too much degree for error too much guesswork it's not legit. They both have a cloudy inner eye. Apparently. It, it well, they spend a lot of time down in the lower part of the castle. So True. That, uh, we all else. know that clouds your inner eye. Exactly. So after Transfiguration, they head to lunch. Ron is very upset about this whole Harry's going to die thing. He's not eating. Although, I don't think I would want the steak and kidney pie either. <laughs> I was like, man, they're always eating such good stuff. But could then, you, could you hold, could you hold the kidney, and maybe just <laughs> and give the, me a steak, pie? a steak and a slice of pie on the there side? There you go. I want mine separate. Because then I'm in. But Hermione at at lunch kind of pat, kind of mentions in passing. Earlier in the chapter, Hermione uh, was looking at her schedule and had three classes all taking place at nine o'clock. Yes. But she wasn't worried. She said, I worked it out with McGonagall. It's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. Don't I worry it about out. it. Mind your own business. So Hermione, in passing, kind of mentions a lesson that arithmetic. Arithmetic. Yeah, she she prefers her arithmetic class to. My arithmetic lesson today was way better than divination. Yeah. And Ron's like, you couldn't have been at arithmetic. Oh, blah 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 blah. Blah blah blah. But yeah, they don't really they, say anything after they that. They really gripe at each other. And and kind of stop talking to each other. At, yeah, that that happens with those two. Yeah, every a few times a year, and then, they, then they something they kind of forgive each other, and then comes back. They come back together. They, you know, they're kind of the yin and yang to each other. Yeah. But I just thought that, that bared mentioning that that was the second time in that chapter that Hermione mentions taking multiple classes classes at the same time. So. I'm sure we're going to learn more about that. Eventually. Okay. So after lunch, they head down to Care of Magical Creatures. Hagrid's first lesson. He's been up since 5 in the morning, Jess, getting this thing ready. Yeah, he was carrying around some dead thing. Polecat. At <laughs> breakfast, just uh -huh. walking through. That, that's got to be a health hazard. Walking through yeah. the breakfast, swinging around a pole, dead polecat. Yeah, I don't think you got to worry about the FDA. Yeah. At Hogwarts, though. Yeah. 
There's some protection spell from, from the bacteria. germ, from bacteria or something. I, it's not going to protect me from that flu know. that's coming. Obviously. Next semester. But, um, so they're, they, they make it to class, they go to Hagrid's hut, and they go over to where they're going to have the class, and Hagrid says, get out your books, open your books. Mm-hmm. Nobody's opened their books yet? <laughs> the kids are like, we don't know how. It's like, you mean the book that tried to eat me? Yeah, these poor kids have been dealing with these books and how to not get eaten mm-hmm. for Some of them have them, like, spellotaped shut and... And belted, belted and ropes. Mm-hmm. Some of them just put them in a, ba- a small bag and mm-hmm. like really tight. And some people put binder clips mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. All kinds of things. And Hagrid's like, no, it's easy. Watch. You just stroke the spine. Mm. And the book goes, oh. And opens right <laughs> up. Like, you didn't know that? You didn't know that? How did you not know and this? Malfoy's like, well, how are we supposed to know that? Teach. Oh yes, Malfoy's in this class. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't like this. He doesn't like the, the the gruff uh, custodian being a <laughs> being a teacher now. Doesn't like that very much. No, he, there's not a lot he likes. But Hagrid, Hagrid's visibly very nervous. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a big moment for him. He wants it to go well. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he's been up since five a.m. trying to make sure everything was perfect. So he's going to start off the first lesson with a bang. Yeah. Not with smaller, easier managed magical creatures. We're going right to the tippity top. Top tier. Well, that would be top tier. We do have dragons in this world. Yeah, but I mean, I would think these guys are pretty, you know, in in the top tier somewhere. Somewhere. You know, they're not at the top of the list, but these are pretty cool. Yeah. The hippogriffs. Remember the hippogriff ride? I do. Um, was that the one that? Okay, so at, if I'm not mistaken, no, that's not. It. I'm thinking of uh, they. They used to have a ride at Universal called Dueling Dragons. Yeah. Where it was uh, two roller coasters kind of intertwined. You could ride the red side or the blue side. Mm-hmm. And I think they kind of just repurposed that as a Harry Potter ride. Yeah. But the Flight of the Hippogriff, I think, was something else. Yeah, that's a smaller coaster. Yeah. It's they're right next to each other. Right. But it's a smaller coaster. But I think it was something else before that, and they just said, let's just hang up some uh, house flags and, <laughs> yeah. and call it the Flight of the Hippogriff. Well, the, the Dueling Dragons one is off the Triwizard Tournament. Right. So we'll get to that. But yeah, it's... A, Flight of the Hippogriff. You've got like Hagrid's hut. It's really cute. Yeah. And then you've got the Hippogriff in his nest at the end. Daniel, would you like to describe a Hippogriff? Uh, it's a half eagle, half horse, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which half? Uh, I believe the horse is the back half uh-huh. and the eagle's the front half. Yes, you would be correct. We've got a picture. Yeah, right on the cover. I didn't even oh. notice. How did you not notice? I don't know. It's on the cover. Yeah, I don't know. Do you look at the book? Um, what book? <laughs> the book we're reading. We're reading a book! Oh, goodness. You, you bamboozled me. You're being so Um, so, Hagrid explains that the hippogriffs are a very proud creature, mm-hmm. and you have to be very polite, and you cannot insult them. They're very cool, but they're very particular. Uh-huh, and potentially very dangerous, mm-hmm. like... You well, yeah, saying. they said the talons were... Like a foot long. Yeah. I was like, that's I'll tear you up. Much. Yeah. That's some of the big talons. And Harry was the only one to step up to 
interact with them, right? Yeah, more to save Hagrid than than actually like, hey, I want to hang out with this this giant bird horse. Bird horse. <laughs> so Hagrid has him come up and bow to the hippogriff, mm-hmm. and then you just wait. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't bow back, you're supposed to you get, get out, out of, of there. there. Yeah. Because they don't like you. I, I think it's worth mentioning that when Harry steps up, a lot of students kind of think, this is how it. he dies. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Trelawney was right. Remember it's happening right now. We're going we're gonna to see it. Um, yeah, so Harry bows. It's very proper that I'm going to bow to, you know, offer my honor to you. Well, and Harry says I, he doesn't want to expose the back of his neck to mm-hmm. this giant. Yeah, and it is kind of. You know, we're thinking it's very proper, but it's also very, like, submissive. Mm-hmm. And I'm right. not... Like showing your belly? You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you could kill me if you want, but mm-hmm. I trust you not to. So, <laughs> we cool? Sure. Are we cool? So, but uh, Buckbeak is the hippogriff. And he doesn't bow back right away. No. Harry, was, Harry was ready to get out of Hagrid there. Harry gets a little nervous. and's like, okay, back up. Nice Go away now, Harry. <laughs> back up. But then Buckbeak finally decides to bow to him. Mm-hmm. And so then Hagrid's like, oh, great. Go, go ahead and... Pet his beak. Pet him. I'm like, all the places to pet, you want to pet the giant beak. I was like, but uh, Buckbeak likes it. Well, your brother has some large birds. Mm-hmm. Would you want to pet the beak? No. My, I, my, I would want to stay as far My brother's away from been the taking care of these possible. birds for like 20 years, and they still bite them every once in a while. <laughs> he really took his finger off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would rather stay away from the beak, thank you. But Buckbeak is accepting of... The petting. The petting. And then Hagrid, of course, jumps to, I think I'll even let you ride him! <laughs> Jump right on! I'm sorry if I kind of sound like uh, the guy from Spongebob. Are you ready, kids? <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you! Oh, God. Yeah, so Harry... Gets on. He's, and he was says he's like, I would have thought like his reward would have been to go back and to the safety of where mm-hmm. all the other kids are. No, he's like, yeah, I'm supposed to get on. He's this like, oh, maybe maybe uh, n- now that you've petted his beak, maybe he'll shake your hand or with this giant. <laughs> maybe talons. you can scratch him behind the ear. Nope, ride him and don't pull out the feathers. Yeah, what am I supposed to hold on to then? I know he took the little collar thing off. That's what Harry's kind of thinking. Well, I can't pull on these feathers too hard because that'll make him angry. And Harry said, me. He said, oh, don't pull his feathers out. He's not going to like that. But hop on. <laughs> hop on. Get going. So, and then he gets on and Buckbeak takes him for just a little, little circle around the paddock. Which is not how it goes in the movie. Mm-hmm. They go on like this big adventure ride all, all around the grounds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Oh, just like a little circle? Okay. Yeah, they gotta take advantage of the visual yeah. aspect of they it. They got a lot of uh, special effects money. Yeah, I mean, special effects don't really hold up, you know, but that no, was, they didn't. you know, the movies came out quite a while ago. Yeah. 2003, I think this movie was. But also, the other difference is in the movie, you know, Harry, like, relaxes and likes it and mm-hmm. is whooping and, and doesn't. 
he's like, he doesn't really like it. It's not a smooth ride. Mm-hmm. He gets get, keeps getting bumped by the wings, and he's like, I don't. Yeah, in the movie, it's kind of like, this is another amazing thing about magic! <laughs> yep. It's another grand adventure for Harry Potter. But well, Harry... Not so much. But, you know, he does come back in one piece. Yeah. And Harry's success gives the other students the courage to, to interact it. with the hippogriffs, which is good for Hagrid because now, oh... You know, if, if nobody would have stepped up and interacted, that kind of blew my lesson plan. Yeah. However, it's it things um, quickly kind of uh, descend into trouble. Yes. Uh, so, like you said, Harry succeeded. Then mm. most of the class, it sounds like, succeeded, mm-hmm. including Malfoy. Who bows. He bows. Buckbeak bows. And then he's petting him. And he's like... But something you said earlier... About these hippogriffs. You can't insult them. Yep. You can't dis- Don't be disrespectful. So he's just kind of, he's really mouthing off to Harry and saying, this isn't so hard. If you Potter know, could do it, anybody. Do it, anybody could do it, but he does call them. Mud or you know, beast. Like, or yeah, brooding beast or. Brute or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you're not, you're not so scary. You're he's not a big brute. Yeah, stupid something. Yeah, he's just something. And that's it. It's over. And he gets his arm clawed open. <laughs> yep. The friendship is over. Mm-hmm. And so Malfoy's on the ground, wallowing around, crying and mm-hmm. bleeding. And Hagrid has to restrain Buckbeak. He is over there quick, grabs him, struggles to like pull him away. Mm-hmm. And he's like, get him out of here. We need to get Malfoy out of here. And he scooped him off way up and just runs him back up to the castle. Sounds like... Class dismissed! Two of their classes uh, got dismissed early today. Sounds like hippogriffs are kind of like... dog. Yeah, kind of like dogs (laughs) and the fact that they are... They pick up on... And I know that Malfoy's insult was pretty straightforward, but animals pick up on a lot of things that people don't pick up on. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we've had situations where... We've heard of dogs, like, biting people. And they're like, oh, no, it's just because he's a bad dog. And no, we find out later the person they bit, in- insane. Yeah. Crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> because I, dogs I can sense them. talking about. Because that person later, what, stabbed somebody with a, a, a screwdriver? Yeah. <laughs> she was upset. She came over. The dog bit her. She <laughs> left. Was still upset. And stabbed somebody with a screwdriver. Not because the dog bit her. Totally unrelated. Totally unrelated. She was mad at somebody. She came to vent about it. The dog said, oh no, get out of here. Mm -hmm. And she went back and was still mad. And Animals are very perceptive of of sometimes more than than humans are about like body language Mm -hmm. and and physical cues and 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 things like like, that. And even the smells your body Mm -hmm. is giving off. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, things that we can't even interpret. But, you know, our body obviously... You know, emote pheromones and and things like that when we're excited or scared or or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the same thing with with dogs when if you're nervous around them, they can sense that. You know, when we've taken our dogs to school before, I tell the kids, you know, if you're having to like psych yourself up to like pet the dog, don't do it. You know, because if you're you know shaking, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I think I'm gonna do it. No, you're going to make the dog nervous, and then you might get bit. <laughs> you know, if you're 
you know, confident and you kind of, you know, you're supposed to like let the dog smell the back of your hand. You know, you don't go in aggressive, like you don't go in with the, with the hippogriff, like straight to, you know, pet him on the beak. Mm -hmm. You bow to him first and offer your <laughs> friendship and, <laughs> and it, see if they, accept. if they accept it, you know, they that, then they will. But, you know, I think it's kind of interesting that there's a lot of similarities between you know, animals in the wizarding world and animals in our world. Our own dog, Batman, like you said, he's he's gone to school, he's visited the children, he got his th therapy dog certification. He's pretty solid around everybody. I trust him with lots of strangers. I took him to your school and he was on the grooming table, completely mm -hmm. covered in kids' hands. Mm -hmm. But only twice. I was sitting out with my friend in a parking lot eating some lunch we couldn't take the dogs you know we couldn't take him in so we just got the sandwiches and sat outside Nate and some man came up to us and was asking about him and and then he kind of was talking about how he he fights his dogs I think he was a dog fighter but he he, he fought like, dogs no, like, like he would, him and the dogs would get into fights with him that's not cool no he put dogs against each other oh he's like Michael Vick yeah gotcha and Batman growled at him. He was like, no, you don't need to come over here by yeah. us. You're, you're bringing nothing positive to this Yeah, You can stay situation. away from my mom and her friend. You can just go. Mm -hmm. And then there was one other time a lady was trying to show other people how to approach a dog. But she was doing it so weird. Like she was, she crept around to where she was behind him and was like getting low and like trying to stick her hand down real slow. <laughs> and he was like, "What are you doing behind me? No, don't like no, that. No, why are you creeping up behind me?" I was like, "Okay, that's exactly not how not to do it. Mm -hmm. Why would you do it that way?" Here's how you meet a new dog, guys. What you want to do is you want to be really sneaky. creepy and sneaky, and then you want to Come up sneak up on them where they can't see it, get out of their field of vision. And then reach your hand down really slow, like kind of in a sadistic, uh, weird uh, And I think way. she had a brush in her hand, too, so she had a strange object in her hand. It was Carrie, like, find the strangest object you can find. Wear the, biggest, pointy. wear the biggest, weirdest hat you can find. And a cape. Wear a cape. <laughs> because dogs love stuff like that yeah. when you're meeting them for the first time. Yes, exactly. Uh, so Hagrid's, Hagrid's kind of worried at this point that his dream job is is already gone on the first day, right? Yes. Well, we didn't really even have time to address that. He just grabs him and runs mm -hmm. off. The kids are worried, and they go to dinner hoping to see Hagrid, and he's not there. And so then later that night, they notice there's still a light on in his hut, so they sneak out to go see Hagrid. Hagrid's drinking again. Hagrid uh, is is imbibing in a lot of uh, beverages. Yeah, like a bucket. A bucket of beverages. A, a bu yeah. And it's not like the water we're drinking right now. It's no. not that kind of beverage. No. Uh, but the, they, uh, Harry, Ron, and Hermione kind of go try to comfort Hagrid and tell him, you know, everything's going to be okay. We're not going to let. We're going to tell him what really happened. Yeah, we're your witnesses. You told you told us not to disrespect, him. And, and he did. You know, so it's not your fault. And the fact that he's got a scratch, or you know, he got clawed. He got yeah. clawed good. It was a deep cut. Harry However, said. we've got Madame Pomfrey. Who can fix anything. Who can regrow bones. Yeah. And Harry points this out several times. He's like, I've been hurt so many times. 
and she has fixed it in a snap. Mm -hmm. It's not a big deal. You're like a cut is nothing to Madame Pomfret. Yeah. So why is the flu gonna take everybody out? It's a magic. Because it, the we know the flu shot doesn't work. Oh. We said that on, on previous shows. <laughs> Even in the magical world, the, the flu, flu shot, shot doesn't, doesn't work. work. It's a it's propaganda by big magical pharma. <laughs> To, to sell flu shots that don't work. And there's no quick potion fix for uh -uh. the flu. Is there a cure for the flu in our world? No. Well, they Tamiflu. Yeah, I took some if, of that too. If you take it early, it may lessen the... By a day! <laughs> it may lessen by a day. If you follow every all the steps correctly, you may have the flu for nine days instead of ten days. Yeah. We haven't figured that out yet. We can send a man to the moon. We can send a robot to Mars and control it from Earth. Well, but we can't We can't cure the flu. Not even the magical world can't cure the flu. Nope. You can only treat the symptoms, Jessica. <sighs> so Harry says that Mal Malfoy's milking it. Apparently he's still in the hospital. Whining oh, and crying. So much pain. Oh. And Harry's like, he's not. He's not. He's just milking it. We'll take care of this. Don't worry. And Hermione's like, had enough to drink and she takes his drink from him and which you know is I mean, it doesn't really surprise me for Hermione but for a kid to go up to an adult and say you've had too much to drink and take their drink well if anybody's gonna if any kid's gonna do it it'd, it'd be, be Hermione. Hermione yeah but I think it's funny that Hagrid was just so so <laughs> he's invited in so much uh beverages that he's very <laughs> emotional and he's very lovey, like, oh, you guys are the best friends, like, anybody could ever have. I knew I could count on you. And then he goes and dunks his head in, uh, like, the horse trough. <laughs> the water barrel outside, yeah. And he immense, immediately sobers up. Immediately. Maybe wizards have a higher, like, metabolism. Well, Hagrid definitely, because... Like part giant, you know, yeah, because like I used to hear stories of like Andre the Giant drinking like 17 bottles of wine, yeah, just because he was so big. Like, by the time like it got into his body, it <laughs> the body was so big that it metabolized it into energy <laughs> to drink more wine. And you know, Hagrid's even bigger than that than him, yep. But when Hagrid does sober up at the end, I think it's worth noting that he's very upset that Harry's out, you know. He, Never been upset when they've visited him in the middle of the night before. Yeah, and he immediately yells at the other one, how, how could you two have let this mm -hmm. happen? Get back up to the castle right now. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And I thought that was a little, I was like, so he's just like assuming they all know, but I didn't think that that had really been communicated. If Harry didn't actually know, if he hadn't overheard Mr. and Mrs. Weasley, this would be even more confusing. Why can I not leave the castle? Well, I, mean, I would assume that Dumbledore knows everything. Yes. And Dumbledore and Hagrid are very close. Yeah. And I think Dumbledore probably... Dumbledore knows that Hagrid has a special relationship with the kids. And is kind of like their de facto protector. You know, would, would do anything for them. You think that Dumbledore kind of uh, wisens Hagrid up? Well, I think all of the faculty probably know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I just didn't think that they knew that the kids knew. Gotcha. Well, you know... So he... you can't really get on Ron and Hermione for letting him go outside when they're not really supposed to know. I gotcha. But maybe that's just, you know... Ha... But he's just drunk, so... <laughs> a, a lot, and a lot of times Hagrid lets more be known than he intends to. Yeah. Also. 
yeah. even when he's not so inviting. So that's what kind of what I meant. If, gotcha. if Harry and hadn't overheard, then this would be another complicated situation where. Oh no! What do you mean? Whoops. What are you talking about? Why can't I be out? Got to keep my big mouth shut. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's it for chapter six. Anything else you want to add? Any uh, comparisons to the movie or anything? You already talked a little bit about the hippogriff scene. Yeah, the hippogriff scene. Um, talked a little bit about Trelawney looking yeah, like my mom. It's all, <laughs> it's all kind of in there. I think we kind of did it as we went along this time. Um, I don't think we have the Hagrid scene at the end. At least not like that. Mm -hmm. I don't sneak out. But, you know, they hit the... The big, the big stuff is there. Gotcha. Well, that was Chapter 6 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Talons and Tea Leaves. And when we join you next time, we will be on to Chapter 7, which is probably going to be even longer by all... <laughs> There's uh, only 22 chapters. I really? Looked. Yep. So these are all kind of long chapters, I think. Okay. So we're coming up on a third of the way through the book. Doesn't seem like we've gone very far. So you're looking at it right now, and you, it's only about like 17, 18 pages. That's what it looks like, so not too bad. Yeah, that's like a walk in the park. We'll be <laughs> in and out. Uh, so uh, thanks for joining us here on uh, this episode. Thanks for everybody downloading, subscribing, and listening, no matter if you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts or listening on Google Play or Stitcher or whatever platform you're using. We are available on all podcast platforms. If you do listen on Apple Podcasts, though, uh, leave us a review. It helps you know up our profile a little bit. Makes us uh, a little bit easier to find. We have a couple of reviews. I was looking at them mm -hmm. the other day. Some nice. very nice people. Give a we should give a shout out to. Maybe we'll do that on the next show. Oh, some you can remind me. We'll give them a shout out. Uh, speaking of shout outs, you can always send us your emails, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail .com, and we will read your question or your comment on the show and give you a little shout out. And you can follow us on Twitter now. At Broomsticks B, the letter B. At Broomsticks B, no underscore, no space, anything like that. And we're also on Facebook and MySpace and LinkedIn. And oh. oh, you've been busy. Uh, I didn't know B we were Bebo on all was a that thing for now. a while. Um, what's the uh, What's the one that used to be for like uh, like your high school? It was like a class chat or something like that. I think I, that, about that. No, that wasn't it. I don't remember. I don't remember what there it was. There was Friendster. Friendster. That's what. Because it, it was a pets. Petster, petster. Where you could be on there as your pets. So that yeah. was. That was fun. So uh, maybe there's a. Is there a hippogriff uh, profile on Petster? Maybe if it still exists. We'll have an intern look it up. Uh, so until next time, I am Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And we'll see you then. Bye.